The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated. It's a little long of a reading. Save your energy. We've got a lot to go. This is the story of uh, Jesus and the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Now, on that same day, two of the disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and beside all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening And the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem And they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do, you doubt, why do doubts arise in your hearts? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. <laughs> it's not easy getting off this floor. Just for, for the record. <laughs> Jim Walter, who usually sits here, comes with his grandkids, and he can hold a grandkid and get himself off the floor all in one motion. It's very impressive. I cannot do that. So it, it's, it's a little bit of work to make that happen. So, well, let us pray. Thank you, God, for making yourself known to us as we gather at your people. 
in the music we sing, the prayers we pray, in the words and the stories we hear, and in this meal that we share. Thank you for making us yours, and thank you for giving us to each other. In Jesus' name, amen. The road to Emmaus is one of my favorite passages in the entire Bible. It's probably my favorite story in the entire Bible. I love it because it shows us a God who is always with us, even if we don't realize or recognize it at the time. The story goes that these two disciples were walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus on Easter afternoon, and they had heard talk that Jesus was risen from the dead, but they dismissed it as idle talk. They think Jesus is still dead, and they are grieving as they walk down this road. And maybe it was their grief that prevented them from recognizing Jesus when he joined them on the road. They recount to him everything that had happened those last three days, and then Jesus opens the scriptures to them. And finally, they invite him to dinner when they reach Emmaus, and then and only then when he breaks the bread, as he had done so many times before, did they recognize that it was him. And they asked themselves that wonderful question. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? And they rushed straight back to Jerusalem to tell the other disciples what they had seen and heard. Were not our hearts burning within us? Oftentimes, we don't recognize God's presence with us in the moment. And it is only looking back that we realize that God was there the whole time. We just didn't see it, often for very understandable reasons. But this story assures us that we may not understand everything that is going on in the moment, but we will one day in the future. And it reminds us who can spend so much of our time in our heads to trust our hearts and our guts, which are other places of knowing and to trust that God is always there. It calls to mind a line from the Danish philosopher and good Lutheran Soren Kierkegaard, who said, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. And I like what Steve Jobs said in his Stanford commencement address. He said, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down, and it has made all the difference in my life. Sometimes we recognize that God is with us in the moment, and that is a blessing when it happens. Sometimes we don't realize until later when we are looking back. And that is its own kind of blessing. Today is our One Church celebration and annual meeting. And it is a day for looking ahead to the good things in store this coming year. It's also a day for looking back to see the ways in which God has been with us, whether we knew it or not at the time. In fact, it's a good moment not just to look back on this last year, but these last few years as we have grappled with COVID and emerged from the pandemic. When you were in survival mode, like we all found ourselves during COVID, quite literally, it can be especially hard to see God and have a sense of what God is doing. 
When you're just trying to get through the day, the week, the month, it can be hard to have a clear picture of what lies ahead. And yet God is always there and always faithful. At some point during COVID, I created a list of things that I called Things to Celebrate COVID Edition, which uh, was a list of our accomplishments here at church, big and small, during COVID. And it was my way of celebrating the wins as they came and reminding myself of the good things that were happening despite the pandemic. Over time, it became a document where I could chart our progress. It was my own little way of looking back and saying, weren't our hearts burning within us? That document is now five pages long. And some of the highlights include paying off our mortgage, adopting a new statement for our mission, vision, and values, our forward and faith strategic plan and the work that we've done to realize that, to become a more inclusive congregation. We started live streaming our worship and upped our technology know-how. We became the community hub during the tornado relief response. We completed our new playground. We put ourselves on stronger financial footing. Our nursery school is thriving. And three of our former field ed students were ordained as pastors. It reminds me of the Hebrew song, Dayenu, which is sung at Passover. It's a song that recounts all of God's saving acts in the Exodus. And for each one, they sing Dayenu, which means it would have been enough. Any of those single saving acts would have been enough in and of themselves. But God did so much more, abundantly more. Dayenu. I look back and I wonder... How did we do all these things? How did we know to do these things? I joke that it looked like we knew what we were doing and we did to an extent, but it didn't always feel that way. We did it because God is so good and so faithful and because we are so blessed with incredible leaders here in our church who despite their own challenges during COVID rallied to make sure our church was strong and supported bringing each of their own unique gifts and perspectives to our work together. I look back with humility and gratitude on this time and say, weren't our hearts burning within us? By the latter part of 2023, it really has felt that we've turned a corner coming out of COVID times, and that all the effort that we've put into our mission and ministries is bearing good fruit. Last year, we restaffed our nursery and expanded the kids we served, we reimagined the newcomer journey. We introduced baptismal festivals. We celebrated Livy's retirement and renamed and renovated the MPR in her honor. We welcomed Deborah Jodry and Elizabeth, uh, Erica Mapes Gello to our staff. We introduced Children's Church and Godly Play. We created a new care team and a global and community service team. We had a wonderful volunteer fair. We collected food for the seminary pantry. We had our first pickup Christmas pageant and more. In December, we had three Sundays in a row of in-person attendance, over 200 people, which is a record since COVID. And Christmas Eve was wonderful with 827 people here in person and another 100 plus people on our live stream. Weren't our hearts burning within us this year? COVID was hard on us. It was hard on every church. 
And if you had told me that this is where we would be now, it's not that I wouldn't have believed you. I just couldn't have comprehended it at that time. But I know, as the scriptures say, nothing is impossible with God. We have seen that and lived that together, and it was definitely not easy. But here we are, with grace and goodness to spare. We have lived together what it says in Romans, that affliction produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. We have experienced together what God says in Isaiah, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. Today is an Emmaus moment for us and an invitation to look back on these last few years and see the ways in which God was faithful, how God was with us, speaking good news to our hearts. It is moments like this that can sustain us in times when we don't realize or recognize that God is there. We can say, I know that God was with me then, and I trust that God is with me now. I may not see it, and it may not feel like it in this moment, But God, who is good and faithful, never leaves us or forsakes us. God is with us. And if it were only that, it would be enough. Dainu. Amen.